season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My teeth! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take in that. My teeth! Take that, take that, take that. My teeth! Brooklyn style, baby! Uh, Brooklyn style! Uh, my teeth! And welcome back to another edition of my T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent T Taylor. It is a beautiful March 8th day. You know what today is? In case you haven't heard, in case you haven't seen it, in case you haven't been listening to the people around you, social media, the radio, or whatever, today is National Women's Day. Now, we're going to pause for a quick second so we can have a brief moment of silence for National Women's Day. And we're back. Yeah, so today's National Women's Day. And like I said, in case you haven't heard, basically it's supposed to be like National Women's in Work Day. So something goes along the line where either women today were supposed to take off work, show how important they were in the workplace, not buy for major corporations. You know, if you were going to buy, lo- um, invest into your local mom and pop, if it was going to be a local mom and pop, especially a women-owned local mom and pop. So there was a bunch of things that was tied in today. But you know what, like I said, today, this is Women's History Month. This is a Women's Appreciation Day. But on top of that, on top of that we still have sports to talk about right and i'm not gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys i have a poll i have a poll and it's finally complete and we're gonna get the results of my mvp poll that i put out there and see what the people who the people thought this year's mvp has been so far we get to talk about the nfl's now called tampering stage the, the standouts from the combine and much, much, much more. Balling. But you know what I say? Regardless of the time. Regardless of the weather, 74 degrees. <laughs> it's always a good time for us to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! Rick flaring it all day. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a wrestling mode. I'm in a basketball mode. I'm in a football mode. I'm going to sip it on my Heineken mode. But, more than anything, you, you know what? You know what? You know what today's topic I, I have to kind of start with? And that's, that's karma. Karma, karma, karma. Since we are, you know, talking about women. And there is nothing more scornful than... A, a, nothing, nothing more even than a woman scorned. You know, right? That you should be, that you should fear the most. Outside of that, if you're not fearing the woman, then you should be fearing karma, because karma always finds a way to come back and bite you. Mic adjustment. Bite you in the ass, right? And karma, you can call it karma. Like, see, for some of us who believe in karma, you call it karma. In the sports world. They call it the sports gods, right? And every sport has their sports gods. And the basketball gods are not seeming to be too favorable upon players that decide that it's okay for them to go to the team that they just lost to in a playoff or final situation. 
two culprits. Culprits number one, culprits number two. You know what? Let's get a little bit of music. Everything today is going to be kind of themed around the, the wonderful, beautiful, lovely women that we have, we as men have grown so used to, to adoring, trying to appease, to making sure we please. Like, you understand, like, if, if it wasn't for women, guys will be some of the, like, guys will still be barbarians. Let's just put it out. If it wasn't for women, guys will still be bar. I know I would. Like, what would be half the reason that I would need to do half of the shit I needed to do? I would have no reason to cut my hair at all. Like, I'll, I'll be 100% fully dreaded. Unless it was probably for, like, professional reasons. But, yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, I, I'll probably go, like, three, four days without showering. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I, I probably would do it. Like, the military in me makes it perfectly okay for me to be like, you know what? I'm okay being funky and dirty for a week on, for a whole entire week. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, with not shitting for, you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pause for that one. Yeah, I may have, I may have gone off the rail just a little bit, right? So back to all I was trying to say, everything today is gonna be wrapped around women a little bit, right? So our, our theme songs, we we, we uh, I, I wish I was I was gonna be able to get my girl in here today. I was gonna try to surprise you guys and see if I could get her to get the show today, but yeah, she had other things to do. Hey, listen, she's a mother, and when a mother's called, she has to answer that bell. Like like you know, like isn't a mother the closest thing to Batman really as there is? It's like, there's always, like, the mom signal. Like, like, you always get the bat signal, you always have a mom signal. And they have to come calling whether they want to die. It's instinct. Like, they have to protect. That's like Batman. Mother's a Batman. So, before I get too, dis too, too derailed, as I already have, you know what? Let's just get going here. So, like I said, the, the basketball gods right now are too happy at two particular players, right? Player number one. Well, we kind of already knew who he was, right? Kevin Durant. The basketball gods very quickly said, you know what? We're going to put you out of your misery. For the rest of the season, let's give you this injury. Because you have to really think, like, Kevin Durant's injury is very significant to Golden State. Because Cleveland has already beaten this Golden State team for the most part. What they haven't beaten is, is this Golden State team with Kevin Durant. And on the other end, in case the basketball gods wasn't sending a clear enough picture out there. Exhibit B, or should I say Exhibit Bogut. Andrew Bogut goes in the size to side with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And within two minutes of him taking the floor, he breaks his leg and he's out for the season. Now I know what you're saying. Andrew, you know, top three pick Andrew Bogut versus top three pick Kevin Durant. Are these really two the same guys? Are we really comparing these guys? I mean, like, to me, to me, honestly, Andrew Bogut doesn't affect the change in me believing that the Cleveland Cavaliers are still going to win the championship. But without Kevin Durant, I wholeheartedly believe that it affects Golden State's chance to win the championship. Not only that, it diminishes their chance to even come out the West. It diminishes their chance to even hold on to the number one spot in the Western Conference 
which we're going to talk about all through the, today. Today's show is going to be very basketball heavy. There's been some things going on in basketball, and by golly, Susan, we are going to touch on it. Sharon, whoever, Natalie, Deborah. Like, we are going to touch on them today. See, like, so what happened that Andrew Bogut doesn't change the Cavs from being the favorite. It doesn't whatsoever. Because you still got Derrick Williams. You still got LeBron James. You still got Kyrie Irving. You still may get back Kevin Love. But you just got back J.R. Smith today. Women let the force be with you. <laughs> but for Golden State, it completely diminishes all of their chances. Their chance to come out the West. Their chance to come out number one in the West. Their chance to come up to, to, to win a championship. All rides on the fact of Kevin Durant. So I guess the first question that, that I have to pose out there to you guys, which I'm, I'm going to give you like a half a second to pause on before I get right back. Will the Golden State Warriors finish first? I just did something. In the Western Conference and eat, which, which, which means even more specifically, will the Golden State Warriors finish with the best record in the NBA? Because whoever wins the West basically wins the NBA. So, <laughs> this, this, I guess these are the things that we have to figure out, right? Okay, Kevin Durant, and, and I don't think that people understand what Kevin Durant has done this year. Because cause I know you're, you're wondering, like, well, Kevin Durant went to a team that was 73-9. and nine. Kevin Durant went to a team that already won a championship the year before. Kevin Durant went to a team that was, that was in back-to-back NBA Finals. Yes, that is all true. And when it all came down to it, they still got beat by this LeBron James team. We all know what that means. That is an update. And the update that we have is a score in the back on ESPN. We have the Detroit Pistons going up against the Indiana Pacers. The score last time I looked was tied at 33 apiece. As we see a player from Detroit on the line. The score is currently... Not available. So, we're not going to hop on this score. 44-54 Indiana at home. Two minutes, about two and a half minutes left to go before the half. So, I know you're wondering. And, and, and this is what most, and, and this is where I think most people don't are discrediting what Kevin Durant is doing. See, it, this isn't like, <laughs> which, which is just going to be another piece to LeBron James' greatness. This isn't like when Kyrie Irving was in Cleveland for them four years and he could barely get the team over 20 wins. I think they had one year that they were even slightly a contender. Or thought to be to make a shot at the 8 seed. One. 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 Kevin Durant, you know, so we can see what LeBron James is doing to this team. He took him from the bottom to the top, 100%. Cleveland was nothing before him. Then he, then he brought him to the top. And it was nothing after him. And then he brought him back to the top. Kevin Durant didn't do that in, in Golden State. Golden State already had 73 wins. They had the best regular season 
record of NBA history. 73-9. and And you're wondering, hmm, what is Kevin Durant doing that can really improve this team? Well, listen, if you're watching them, then Kevin Durant should automatically stand out to you. Because while he's averaging the lowest minutes of his career, 33.6. This is even lower than his rookie career, folks. He is putting up just about 25 points per game on the fewest attempts and the, and the, that he's ever taken in his whole career. 16.7. With, with only a usage of 27, which is also his lowest usage rating of ever since he's been in this league. We're going to keep talking some more about Kevin Durant. Because I don't want to think you, you guys are understanding what Kevin Durant has done this season. And when we come back, we'll also really start to see if we can chip away at this question. Can Golden State withstand the San Antonio Spurs? Without Kevin Durant, not only in the standings, but most likely in the playoffs. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games to get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Welcome back. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. And if you're listening, you're listening here live in the Mixellar app. Or if you're listening on your next day features, most likely you're listening either through TuneIn or SoundCloud Radio. Whatever you're listening, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking your time out to spend time with me so we can talk sports. So back to Kevin Durant. Like I said, I don't think everybody's understand how he's fully stood out on a team that went 73-9, went to the finals, went to back-and-back, back, went to back-to-back back finals, and also won a championship. This guy is averaging 25.3 points per game. That is, like I said, once again, that is, that is based off of taking the fewest shots that he has ever taken in his, in his career. Averaging 4.8 assists per game, which is the third highest in his career. Averaging 8.2 rebounds a game. 
That is the most rebounds he has ever had in his career, along with the 1.6 blocks that he now has a game. What Kevin Durant is doing now is that not only is he, is he being a, an efficient scoring machine, which is proof with his 53% shooting, which is the best he has had in his whole entire career. So listen, folks. He is playing the, lowest, the, the, the fewest amount of minutes. He is taking the least shot he's ever taken. He's being used the least he's ever made. And he is shooting better than he ever has, he's, than he ever has in his whole entire career. Getting more rebounds than he ever has in his career. Getting more blocks than he ever has in his career. Basically, Kevin Durant right now, now if he can, he's like another power forward out there on the on the court. Because now what happens is that they really do play small ball. You really do play play um, Draymond Green at power forward. And now what happens on the defensive end, you get seven foot Kevin Durant now doing everything that a big man should. Because you know what he's becoming now? He's becoming a great help defender. And nobody is noticing He's retardedly efficient, ridiculously efficient on the offensive end. We're talking about... Mighty! Mightily efficient on the offensive end. And now he's even up there as one of, I want to say, the top 10 defensive players this season. That was before the injury. And that is the impact that he had on that game for Golden State. Now you kind of look at them and you're wondering, can they withstand the San Antonio Spurs without Kevin Durant? A San Antonio Spurs team who is only two and a half games behind. We're talking just about 19 games, a little under 20 games left for both teams. I think, I think San Antonio Spurs played tonight, so after tonight they would also have 19 games left on their schedule. So Golden State currently as it stands, or currently as we speak, Golden State has 19 games. San Antonio Spurs has 20 games left on their schedule. By the time you get this podcast, both teams will have probably one less. So like I said, we're just under 20. And you wonder, can Golden State withstand? Can they, can they hold out the West? Can they win the West without Durant? Can they get home court? And it's going to be interesting because the team that's chasing them, San Antonio Spurs, they have to see them two more times this season. So two more times this season, we know for a fact that San Antonio and Golden State is going to play without Kevin Durant. And it's going to be, at this time, better than ever that, Golden State, that San Antonio is going to have to close in that gap and see if they can take the lead over Golden State. Because they're within striking this. And we're talking about a Golden State team. And I'm not going to act like... Oklahoma City, no Oklahoma City, but San Antonio Spurs has an easy schedule. Like I said, they play Golden State two more times, but they also play Oklahoma City two more times. They have to go play the Cavs, they play, they play the LA Clippers, the Portland Trailblazers, the Utah Jazz, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies, they also play twice. Every single one of those teams I mentioned to you are currently right now playoff contending teams. Now I say contending teams because Portland is the only team out of the whole, out of the bundle that I mentioned that is not sitting in a playoff spot. They are sitting in a ninth spot right now. So I call them a playoff contending team. Versus Golden State, who doesn't quite have that same issue. They don't have the same the same the same schedule to have to worry about. They only they see Boston, which I guarantee I think Boston may be next actually, or tonight. 
which I guarantee you, you probably won't see Golden State. You won't see Stephen Curry running from Isaiah Thomas the way that you saw him running from from John Wall the other day on defense. Let's see if he decides to man up against Isaiah Thomas. If he doesn't, we're gonna have some Lucy. You're gonna have some explaining to do. <laughs> so, the Golden State Warriors um, last 20 games are far more easier than what the San Antonio Spurs have laced ahead of them. Like I said, the San Antonio Spurs are looking at 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, at least 10 matchups. More than half of their matchups are going to be against playoff contending teams. Versus Golden State, it has to play Boston. And they have to go play Oklahoma City. They play Memphis. They play Houston twice. They play Washington, and they play Utah. That's less than half of their games remaining. They have to even worry about playing the team that's in the playoffs. And if you, and, and, and listen, even, even Cleveland has a little bit more to worry about if they're going to try to finish off strong with games left against Utah. Utah. <laughs> with games left against Houston, Utah, the Clippers, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Chicago Bulls, the Pacers, the, the, the Boston Celtics, and the Toronto Raptors. They have more, just like San Antonio, the Cleveland Cavaliers also have half of their games are going to, the last half of their games are going to be against playoff contending teams. It makes me wonder, who is really, so even if, let's say, San Antonio doesn't get lucky enough because they have a more grueling schedule than Golden State does, it makes me wonder who's going to be more ready when playoff time comes. The team that now has had to play the majority, the two teams that have has had to play the majority of their games against playoff contending teams, or the team that really doesn't have to, they kind of got kind of get a chance to cruise, but they're also gonna try to find a refine their chemistry as they get their superstar, their number one star, back worked into the rotation. That is gonna be what's gonna interesting to see, because by the time they they match up against the team that they, that, they, that can beat them. Kevin Durant is going to have to be Kevin Durant. This same Kevin Durant that I told you is here on paper and more. I'm sorry, Kevin Durant is going to have to put up a double-double. Kevin Durant is going to have to put up 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. To go along with his 1 assist. To go along with his 5 assists. Sorry, 1 steal and 5 assists. 2.5 games is not that far off. Now, as we continue to talk, this is all revolved around Kevin Durant. Can the Golden State Warriors hold on without a Kevin Durant? A Kevin Durant that I basically just told you is having an MVP caliber season. I want you to think about that. Kevin Durant, up to this point, is having an MVP. MVP caliber season more than Stephen Curry and I told you I had an MVP poll I'm not gonna tell you those results now but we will make sure we talk on we will harp on these a little bit later because I, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit just, just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit you know because as the NBA is coming into their final stretch, their last quarter of the season, which basically is the last 20 games. It is the last quarter of the season. You have 82 games. 
Eh, nothing really goes into 82 even, but something definitely does go into 80 even. It goes into 40 ways. Excuse me. So, bada bing, bada boom. There goes our 20 games each. Two bonuses. So, it very, very much makes you wonder, right? And so, like I said, they, they get into there. They get into their end period. But what's happening in the NFL is that they're starting to get into their beginning period. And their beginning period starts with a circus, as to say. Right? Which is called the NFL Combine. Which is, which, which is a much bigger circus than what, what the NBA's is. Right? Because I, I think the NBA's is, is a little bit more useful because you get to see these guys in actual 5-on-5 five five games. There's not really a lot of practice football that you see, scrimmage football that you see that goes on after college, after the Super Bowl, before the start of the season that goes on to try to get an idea. That's because it would take too much out of those guys. You know, like, they would need to give them, <laughs> they would, you would feel like you would need to give them an additional three months. Like, that stuff would probably have, actually, it probably can work. If you get all that stuff done out by May, giving those guys three months that are just now being just now coming into the league, three months to rest between May and August, because you had to, because you run them through some mini season for six weeks, I'll buy it. I'll buy into it. I'll watch this extended this extended season, kind of like what the NBA does. You know what they have their summer league. And they like to portray a lot of play, a lot of the young players, our international players. I'll buy into something like that for the NFL. Some, something that, that's just about six weeks long. So if you're saying if it ends in May, right? It ends right at May. And it will need to start right in the middle of April. I'll watch something from April to the middle of May. When you be going up against basketball. But hey, you're basically trying to do that now with your combine and everything else. So make it official. You know you can't swing. You, you know what I mean. You can't swing at anybody with alligator arms. Take a, take, take a complete swing, NFL. Hope you're listening. So, NFL stores was considered a negotiate their their negotiation period, where basically you get to, you get a chance to start hollering at players. That's that, that's what it means. Like you can't sign anybody, but you can start. They call it their. The legal tampering period. It's really just the negotiating, negotiating period. They, like, you, they can start holler back in at teams so that a player, so that they can get an idea of what players have an, want to come to them, what kind of money they're going to have locked up, and what they're going to be able to start doing in the future. That's what, I, that's what this, this begins. And it comes, very, it comes shortly after, right during the same time period as the NFL Combine. Has and we'll talk about the NFL Combine in a little bit. So most notably, what the first thing that we've heard so far is Brandon Marshall going to the Giants. Brandon Marshall going to the Giants, and I'm telling you right now, as a New Yorker, wholeheartedly as a New Yorker, I am happy for that move for the Giants. Mm. Sorry, I got caught up in the music. I, I am a fan of that move, but if if if, if you don't realize it. Because what that does is that, listen, if the Giants were right there before, I think adding a guy like Brandon Marshall may help take him over the hump. Because when you're taking away a guy like Odell Beckham, 
and a guy like Sterling Shepard didn't have enough experience to understand what, what he may have needed to do or, or what or what he could have done. But a guy like Brandon Marshall knows all the tricks of the trade. Like Brandon Marshall, not only should he be coming in there to be a bona fide number two target, number three target, whatever he wants to be, but he should be mentoring these guys ahead of, and helping them and letting them know what they need to do so that they can help get themselves as open as he was able to do at the point of attack when it comes to him playing on the ball. Olin Beckham has him. I think maybe Brandon Marshall maybe help. And Angus, if Brandon Marshall maybe help change his old game, teach him a trick or two. Brandon Marshall moving from the Jets to go to the Giants is probably the best thing that Brandon Marshall could have done for his for his, for for himself. But also, we all know Brandon Marshall at this point in time in his career, right, is a as a television personality. Part of the reason why he came to the Jets to begin with, because he has a base of operation that's already in New York, because he's already doing that NFL Prime Show or NFL Time Show, whatever it is. So, so don't get all. So I'm not too surprised that out of all the contenders out out there that he had an option with, that he decided to go with the Giants over, let's say, the Patriots or Seattle or Atlanta. When we come back. More Mighty Sports Podcast. I use Twitter to learn about it and share what people are doing to make the world a better place. I'm interested in everything related to space, but also scuba diving, piloting aircraft, anything electronics, and photography. We're interested in music, news and funny people. The best way of finding out what my guests are up to before they come on my show is to follow them on Twitter, which is exactly what I do. I follow Green Bay on Twitter because I always like to keep up with what they're doing. They're my favorite band. I want to stay up to date on fashion news, so I follow at style.com and at Women's Wear Daily. I like to follow my own girl, Martha Stewart. Because Martha Stewart, she keeps it scudded and buttered, baked and flaked, and she loves to wake and bake with the big Snoop Dogg. You feel me? That's always good for us to know what people want. And, and I use um, I use Twitter as that, you know, as a, as a way of learning what I should do, um, what fans want, um, because, you know, they're the best critics. I can talk to the fans. They can talk back to me, fights they want to see, things I'm doing wrong how stupid I am, whatever the deal might be, I can communicate directly with our fans through Twitter. We really like to keep tabs with our other partners in conservation, the other zoos and aquariums here in North America. I'm using Twitter to send pictures and thoughts from space. And every day, I really enjoy reading your tweets. Ciao to all of you on the beautiful planet Earth. can exchange ideas and information instantaneously. Countries and cultures are brought together like never before.
we are back. It's the Mighty Sports Podcast still. I am so your host, Talent T. Taylor. If you're still with me live, that means you're listening with me on the MixLR app. Or if you like to take your listening presence with you on the road, then... You can still do that with Mixalaw, but I find that most of my audience prefer to do it with SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. Once again, once again, once again, however you are listening. I want to thank you. So, as I told you before, Brandon Marshall going to the New England Patriots, or going to the New York Jets, Giants. Was more beneficial to Brandon Marshall more than anything else, not only for his career, on the field, but also for his career off the field. Because I'm not going to see too many more years. I'm not sure how many more productive years. Ah. Yep, that just happened. I just chewbacca all over the, all over you guys. That's that Heineken I told you I was sipping on earlier. I had to get a second one during that last break. Why do you think I used the long ass toilet break? <laughs> but what do you guys tweet about? I, I told you, I used Twitter to do a couple of polls um, over the over the week. Since the last time we had this show, and I think I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start letting you guys help dictate some content on the show, and I'm gonna do that through Twitter polls. So every single week, you guys get to interact with my poll, and I, I couldn't be more excited than to have you guys interact with my poll so that you can dictate some of this show. I'm all for you guys. Do me a favor. Listen to this quick break. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Alrighty, I am back. I just want you guys to hear that one more time. That is near and dear to my heart. So, as I said, 100% for his career. Now, Brandon Moss is also one of those weird characters so far that we've also known one thing about him. And if you're a Jets fan, you should already know this. If you're a Bears fan, you should already know this. If you're a football fan, you may realize this or you may not. Brandon Marshall is very, very, very productive in his first year of any contract he has ever been on. Very productive. Outside of that, we don't know where the hell to find him. And that's exactly what happened to the Jets last year. He was very productive in that first year of his contract. And then all of a sudden, we couldn't find him last year. Kind of quit on the whole team. Now, do you guys are going to have that problem with him in, in, a, in, in, in giant land? I'm just warning you that it can happen. One thing I'm happy to hear about, since we are still talking about New York over here, that the that the Buffalo Bills have agreed to terms with Tyrod Taylor, the keeper. Because I'm telling you, 
If that dude hit the market, it would have been trouble. Trouble, trouble. He would have been the most sought-after free agent this offseason. So we hear all these moves, right? Like, and he is the quarterback for the Bills, and that's good. The quarterback Bills now find a way. Looks like they gotta find a way to trust, start going forward with a quarterback. They, they actually think that they can trust, grow, and build around. Which is also kind of the same thing that happened in Dallas this week, because the Dallas Cowboys have officially told Tony Romo that, hey, bro, hey, hey, bro, hey. Hey, bruh, bruh, I don't think we have any more use for you. So the Dallas Cowboys have officially announced that as of Thursday, tomorrow, if you, depending on how you listen to the podcast, it may may be today for you, but tomorrow, Tony Romo's services would no longer be required by the Dallas Cowboys. And to be honest with you, Tony's Romo services haven't been required by the Dallas Cowboys for three years now. It's just that they finally have a have a quarterback they can replace him with. Tony Romo basically got Romo. Well, he did a Drew Bledsoe is basically not what's happening to him. And I'm not going to call it karma because this is not really karma. This is just time finally catches up with everybody. And it is Tony Romo's time. Now, as I'm saying that this is Tony Romo's time, and when I mean it, this is his time. I mean it that Tony Romo should not play anymore in the NFL. He's officially done. He is still going to find a way to get a contract this year. Because people are going to say, if he can stay healthy. Oh, if he, he stays healthy. Oh, if we can keep him on his feet. And they're going to justify all of these ifs to find another way to give Tony Romo another $16 million. Kind of like the same $16 million that San Francisco signed Pierre Gasson for. What are you thinking? I'm not saying, I'm not gonna, listen, I'm not, listen. San Francisco may, may, may be retorted. And Pierre Gasson may absolutely, you know, be, be happy that he's getting this money. But what he just did to that wide receiver market, that you're paying, that you're paying Pierre Gasson 15 mil? Why, no wonder Deshaun Jackson, um, Deshaun Jackson is talking about, oh yeah, I'm become a free agent. Deshaun Jackson thinks he's better than, than Pierre Gasson. They're on the same team. He thinks he's way better than him. And he's thinking, oh, if he can get 16, I should be able to command at least 18 and a half. Watch it. Watch him try. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's going to happen. And, and and as I say that, that, and as I, as, as I mentioned that San Francisco just messed up the market by giving... Pierre Garçon that money it seems that is it who is it Brian not Brian Hoyer but there's some quarterback that just recently signed for some bare minimum money and <laughs> I know all the quarterbacks out there have to be upset because listen when they asked Tony Romo about the other guy making 18 mil we thought that was justifiable money Tony Romo was like I mean not Tony Romo but Aaron Rodgers was like yeah I also totally agree he's kind of worth he's worth that because you know what Aaron Rodgers, though, he's three times better than him. So guess what that means? That when it comes time for his payday, he's going to be looking for at least twice as much. I'm just saying. 
don't let the politics of the business fool you sometimes. So Romo is definitely cut. Romo is definitely not gonna, no longer gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. It's just gonna be interesting to see who, what team picks him up. Cause this, listen, Tony Romo. As much as I mentioned Tony Romo like Brett Favre, Tony Romo is not like Brett Favre in this stage of his career. The Jets do not need him. I don't know if I should talk about the Jets right now, but I would just love for the Jets to just, to, just to honestly like take a year. Like they've already they've already done all the necessary moves. And you know what? I don't know if it's the papers. I don't know if it's the. I don't know if the Jets are, if this is actually happening with the Jets. I don't know if it's the ages. I don't know where all these reports come from. But it seems like the Jets are always in the news about taking on somebody that makes no sense. Oh, the Jets are in talks about taking on Brian Hoyer. Oh, the Jets are in talks about taking over um, 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 Ryan Anderson, whoever that guy's name. Oh, the Jets are talking about talking about uh, taking over. They, they may land Tony Romo. Oh, uh, like why would you want Tony? We, we, could, we can't protect the quarterback. Why would you want to bring Tony Romo in there so he could die on the field? You know that's what would happen. He'll kill him, you know, like flat out. That Jet O line would kill him. You understand? He was behind the. Tony Romo was behind what is considered the best offensive line in the league, and he could not stay healthy for now two consecutive seasons. Where is he going to go then? But Tony Romo's still gonna get a job somewhere. Somebody's gonna sign Tony Romo to a starting quarterback job. And outside of Cleveland, I don't see a team desperate enough, to be honest with you, to be butt honest, to be butt booty naked honest with you. I don't see a team that should want to get. Listen, to be honest with you, I'd rather get Geno Smith at this point in his career than Tony Romo. Because with Tony Romo in the game, you're going to end up needing a backup like Geno Smith anyway, which means that your record's basically going to be foreign poop. So why even waste the money on paying Tony Romo 17 mil? Just give Gino, just get Geno and pay him eight. And, and wait for next year. You don't need, like, this is the time. Wow. Did I just justify the Jets starting Geno Smith? Possibly, or re-signing Geno Smith? We have those two young quarterbacks that are there. Bryce Petty and who knows the other guy's name at this point in time. <laughs> um... But Jalen Smith is still very much a viable option, and he has the most experience out of all of. It's just really weird of the justification that that, that I'm now seeing of how I could justify starting Geno Smith all of a sudden, and how I realize that how all of these backup quarterbacks have managed to stay in the league. Like, like to be the Alex Moran in the NFL is a dream come true, and Geno Smith is living is living that dream. Except for Geno Smith. You know, it's kind of a bum, so he he's also known for the butt fumble. So he so, but listen, he would always catch a groupie. He could always catch a groupie. She'll, you could catch somebody trolling. So as all of this news is going out, right? Tony Romo getting cut, Brandon Marshall going to the Giants, Adrian Peterson is actually thinking about either going to Oakland or Seattle, and I am kind of happy either way. Like, I'll be excited to see Adrian Peterson go either. When I say happy, I'll be happy to see Adrian Peterson as a player go to either R. But what strikes me as odd during this whole offseason is how all of a sudden Kyler Kaepernick knows how to stand. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
So all you stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Well, listen here. I'm need you to stop worrying, stop thinking. Head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find my good friend, DJ Scepter. Mix it in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. But I understand some of you are kind of introverts, extroverts, whatever you want to call it. So, so you may need to start drinking so you can start dancing. But it doesn't matter what. Regardless of what you do, make sure you do it with my boy, DJ Scepter. This is every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. You want to know if there's more? Yes, wait, there is more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Yes, that's tonight, folks. And you know you know, this is spring break week. So DJ Scepter is already everywhere. You can find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's nightclub from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Last night, because it was spring break, DJ Scepter was, 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 was at Capone's nightclub on a Tuesday. But you know what? If you want to find him on a Thursday, you could find him at O'Connor's. You wonder, what's this O'Malley's and O'Connor's? We do a lot of drinking and we do it with an Irish name, Boss. <laughs> so yes, that is Capone's nightclub on, on Friday. That is O'Malley's on, on Wednesday. We have O'Connor's on Thursday. We have... DJ Scepter playing everywhere that you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, kinks needers, bachelor, bachelorette parties. I told you, spring break weekend, Mardi Gras weekend, Cinco de Mayo, you name it. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, it's very simple. Go to bookings, that's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S, at DJScepter.com. To the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you are still listening, it's again live. We're on the Mixlr app, or next day listening, tune in radio, SoundCloud radio. But then, whatever you listen, I, I thank you. We're in the last segment of the show, and I've been teasing my poll all all day. This poll that I've had up all week, and I've and I've just been waiting to to give you the guys like the results of this poll, so that we can find out who the people thought is the MVP of the season. Before we get to that, we have a brand new NFL 40 meter time. 40 yard dash, 40 meter time, whatever. Wide receiver out of Washington, John Ross breaks the 40 time. What's a 4.2? Like, that's incredible. Just like, in, in, that, that's that new speed. That, that's that. <laughs> lot, of, <laughs> lot of mercy. More fire. You know, I had, I had to rise and start the bar. Not to reach five till the start. The wild. Ryan Quayman vanishes, but then preach him. And I stop up to a gunshot reaching. Again. I'm just saying. <laughs> In case you guys ever forgot, I was I had some Jamaican in me. Like you have to say, like I have three major influences in my life, right? It's the it's the fact that I was raised I was I was raised Jamaican, grew up in Brooklyn, and then went into the army. Like those are my three major influences in life. Like like that is my foundation. Like all of that, 
builds my foundation. Like this Florida person, this Florida part of me, no, no, that's not the foundation. That's something completely different. But I do, I did mean people that helped mold that foundation during that time period of my adolescence in Florida. Like my good friend, like some of my good friend Lois, you know, and and his sister Monica, you know, and their parents, you know, even though we know we all all speak in terms like I like the stuff is still in my heart, you know. Like I said, like I always say to myself. You know, people are always in their feelings more than I'm in my feelings. Like, they'll get over themselves and go, and things will go back to normal. Like, I don't have time for people's feelings, but, but people need time for their feelings. So, give people time. They'll come around. They got about, like, two more months before they start pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> so, like I said, I've been wanting to give you guys this poll. Right, so John Ross, who I received out of Washington, we have to recognize him. That's, that's that new speech. And the poll brings back to the question, can Golden State Warriors hold on to the West and to the best record in the NBA without a Kevin Durant who was having an MVP caliber season? And we say him because we didn't think that Stephen Curry was doing anything extra. Kevin Durant was that X Factor. So with Kevin Durant being taken out of the equation, we no longer can put him in what's what's now this poll. So in the poll that had 12,000 12, or so voters, right? That's what it looked like to me, 12,000 voters. They asked the question between James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Isaiah Thomas, who I may do another poll next week. And see who comes out between James Harden, Isaiah Thomas, and the next thing I'm about to mention. Who I didn't put on the poll. Kawhi Leonard. And that's only because James Harden and Isaiah Thomas received the same amount of votes. From the people. 12,000 votes. And 25% of them. That's 3,000 voters, people. Voted for LeBron James. So yes, it is what you think it is. Isaiah Thomas, James Harden came in last of only eight percent of the votes. Coming in third was LeBron James. With 25% of the votes, 3,000 votes out of 12,000. But breaking all of that was Russell Westbrook with 58% of the votes. Well, more than half. So now, what that brings me back to, right? Is. That this MVP race doesn't quite feel like Russell Westbrook is running away with it by over 25% from whoever's in second, especially not over James Harden. Like, he's not, it, it is, like, I don't think any poll out there is gonna have James Harden down 50, like, 50% points, like, behind Russell Westbrook, but the people think it. 
and it's odd. And I, and, I, and we've we've kind of tickled, we've kind of toyed with this a little. Like now that we have the poll up, like we've already to- we've already played with this topic before, right? We've mentioned that Kevin that that Russell Westbrook is having a kind of is having a triple double season or having a historic season, and he still may get bounced in the first round. And if he gets bounced in the first round, is that somebody that we can consider the MVP of the league? Is it the league or is it the team? But the fact that 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 that, that Russell Westbrook is, is doing something that hasn't that always been only been done by one other person in history is incredible. But James Harden, under the D'Antoni system, finally making it, finally showing what the D'Antoni system can be when run right from a bigger version of a Steve Nash. Wow. And this thing, he doesn't have his version of a Stoudemire. He doesn't have the shooters that 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 Steve Nash had. He just had. He just the only thing they have in common is that he's also stuck in the West and have to go through the same juggernauts, similar juggernauts. So San Antonio, it's not the Lakers anymore, but it's still California. It's just Golden State and the Clippers. So. As, as we continue this season, and I keep telling myself, Russell Westbrook has put up a triple-double. Russell Westbrook has put up a triple-double. Russell Westbrook has put up a triple-double. He should be league MVP. This kind of makes, this MVP race feels very odd and eerily familiar to me. Even though I wasn't born then, it feels very similar to me of what I, I assume of how people felt during the 1961-1962 season where Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double for the whole entire year. We're talking about a time period where they only had eight teams and they only played 80 games. Not quite sure what the other two was added on for. Who knows? Right? So, it, it, makes, so it makes me wonder if we're going to get a repeat of that. Because... Because if I, if I told you that there was somebody else that averaged a triple-double in a season, but they did not win the MVP, you're going to ask me, what did the other two people do that were voted ahead of him? Yes, two people were voted ahead of him in the MVP voting. So, when I try to figure out if we may get the same similar results this year, I asked myself, what happened in 1961-1962 that caused Oscar Robinson to not win MVP as he averaged a triple-double? Were Is there a guy that puts up 50 points and 20 rebounds? Because, you know, before I even tell you, let, let me tell you who didn't win. Let, let's just run through this. Right? There's a guy that put up 50 points and 20 rebounds, folks, in a complete season, and he didn't win MVP. There's a guy that put up a triple double for a whole entire season, that same season, and he didn't win MVP. 
So then you have to ask you, what was the other guy doing that won MVP? He was the best player on the best team. That's all it was. It was Bill Russell in the name, in whatever in the amount of glory that he has been. And I may need to do a double check. I need to find out. I need to find out when that run happened for Boston. When did when did Bill Russell become into the league and if this was part of like that turnaround time or if this was the tail end of the career. I didn't research that much. That part of it. But he was the best player on the team with the best record. Sixty and twenty. Boston Celtics. Which brings us back to the present, right? The team of the best record doesn't have a representative for MVP because that would be Golden State and Kevin Durant. Now, if Golden State isn't isn't able to with, to withstand this onslaught by San Antonio because Kevin Durant is injured, does Kawhi Leonard automatically now become the MVP? Or are we still looking at what... James Harden and Russell Westbrook that happens to be in the seventh seed. James Harden in the three seed. You're not going to move from that three seed either. Houston and James Harden are stuck in that three seed. But Kawhi Leonard can move his team from second to first. And if he does that, is that enough for him to win MVP? Because I told you, I'm going to have another poll soon. And that poll is going to be to eliminate the three between James Harden, Isaiah Thomas, and Kawhi Leonard. I want to see what that poll results in. Because I, for one, do not believe that Golden State is going to be able to hold off what is San Antonio Spurs without Kevin Durant. And if they can't do that, that means they don't have home court advantage. If they don't have home court advantage, then they can't use home court advantage to their advantage when Kevin Durant finally does come back to win games because they would have lost at the San Antonio. So unless Boston finds a way to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm picking San Antonio and Cleveland right now to go into the, to go into the finals. And this is where my pick changes. This has been the only time my pick has ever changed of any year LeBron James has been into the NBA. Especially since he started his big three in Miami. I have never once rooted against him. Except for when he played the San Antonio Spurs. And I was right half the time. He lost against Dallas. But I was right against him winning against Oklahoma City. I was right that he lost against San Antonio. But then I was wrong that he won against San Antonio. I mean, I was I mean, I was wrong that he lost against San Antonio. Now, but I was right that he beat San Antonio. I was wrong that he beat San Antonio. I was right that San Antonio beat them. Sorry. And then I was wrong when they lost to Golden State. And then I was right when they beat Golden State. If they face Golden State this year, they'll beat Golden State. If they face San Antonio Spurs, I see them losing. That's the team that beats them. And that's if they don't beat, and that's if somehow, some way, some shape, or some form, they 
they they make they they lose to Boston, which they shouldn't lose to Boston. But Boston is the only viable option that I possibly see coming out of the East that can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and even Boston is still a piece away. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. this is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, Talent T. Taylor. I didn't even get a chance to talk about this Shaq and Javale McGee thing that's going on, but just know that. This is that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that eventually before this before this dies down, because the sensitive the sensitivity of before it dies down, and we'll talk about Reggie Miller calling Knicks games, TNT whoever you are, we have to put a, a stop to that. So once again, like I said, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. You know what I say, under no circumstance should you ever Don't you worry, don't you worry, child Don't stress Sorry, boys All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again Lay down, lay down I Always knew I'd make a stop there But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My teeth! Thank you guys for listening. And listen, you know what? We got to give you a little bit of bonus material. Because it is Women's History Month. There's a couple of things that I'm, I definitely am going to want to be able to get off my chest maybe by next show. Number one thing, and I was going to pick this whole entire time maybe to talk about that Shaq thing, but Della, Ella Della Don, Ellen Della, Della Don, if she's this player that they keep talking about, why does she keep changing teams? I'm going to look into that. But also pay attention to the Mighty Sports page on Twitter. We're going to be putting up a new MVP poll. We're gonna put up, we, like I said, we've been doing some interesting polls. I've been getting some interesting results. Like I found out that WWE 2K17 is way more popular than NBA 2K17. Who knew? Out of all the 2K titles. But those are the things that we're starting to do now. So thank you guys. I appreciate you listening. Show's over. Show's done. I want to find out what's going on with Ella Don. I like this chick. She's beautiful. She's cute. She got she got balls. She can range. But I think she's only like a 15. I don't get it. If she's as good as she says she is, I want to know why she keeps changing team. The UConn women keep women. We're getting ready for March Madness, so we'll talk about that next week as we get ready for Selection Sunday. Man, I'm telling you, things are coming up. Things are coming up fast. So you also want to hear me? You can find me everywhere. Listen. Listen, folks. I forgot I forgot to tell you this. I forgot to tell you this. So give me about another, another 90 seconds of your time, right? I told you about DJ Seth, but I'll give me a chance to talk, talk about myself. On Mondays, on Mondays, you can now catch me at Trending Now. Right? Find me on Periscope. You can you can find me on the airways. Trending Now. We're, we're, we're doing a simulcast on there. You can, you, so you can find me. I'll be working the board. I'll be working. I'll be working. I'll be working, I'll be working camera. But also, on 10:60 a.m. The Word. I have now started a show on Tuesdays and Thursdays called Spill TV. I have joined these two lovely young ladies, one named Michelle and the other named Tanya. 
right? They have brought me on as a third wheel. I'm currently starting an internship there, and I am loving every second of it. Other than that, you can you can catch me doing promos at at, at Multivest Games, but also we're gonna see what else we can get working. I got some things that for real close my 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 thing on Cox Media. Like I said, Spill TV trending now. Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm everywhere, folks. Five days a week, there's actually somewhere that you can actually catch me. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Four days a week. Sorry. Love you guys. I'm out.